Wake up in the morning after the weekend to get an update on the NRL. Me legal counsel. Wake up in the morning after the weekend to get an update on the NRL. My legal counsel. Hits of the weekend scandals on Monday. A story from Jack about the urinal. My legal counsel. Welcome back to Legal Counsel. Coming at you live on a Sunday afternoon, the 31st of March. Apologies for the week off last week. Wasn't planned. Actually planned on having you um, in the flesh last week, uh, Jack, at Byron Bay mid-stag do, where we probably could have done something live with a few punters, a bit of interactive stuff, but one thing led to another, and I basically didn't get to 100% till Thursday. So you can blame that one on me, but welcome to... Week four to you, Jack. How's it going, mate? Yeah, very good, thanks. Uh, yeah, I had some feedback from listeners that were a little bit concerned that we didn't get one out, but, you know, um, when you got two uh, hosts of, you know, um, Australasia's 456 most popular podcast that get a bit loose when they get away for the weekend, you know, that's going to happen, and I guess that's part of uh, the, the, the mystique of this podcast itself. i tell you what... Um I'm feeling, I'm hearing you loud and clear this week, is you're actually coming through like you're in a soundproof recording studio, whereas, I mean, I'll have people talk to me that don't don't know you, that have never met you, and that always say, what the fuck is with Jack's recording quality? Sometimes he Ooh. sounds like he's underwater, sometimes he sounds like he's got a real bad cold. This one guy thinks you've got a real bad um, amphetamines problem because you're always blocked up. <laughs> I just said it's just. It's just well, to be honest, I've locked myself in my daughter's room today, which is is probably the most professional audio sort of room in the place. But hmm. the, the week previous, I had a, a sleeping child in the garage. I was basically um, recording it on the patio outside, so you would have had the nature sound and stuff like that. But I mean, to be honest, of the career of legal counsel, I have recorded in some odd places. But you know, that's that's how it goes. Yeah. Um. I tell you what, a a, um, a good, a well-recorded show certainly sort of builds your confidence and momentum throughout. Um, some bad recording, and I've been on the other end of them. That time that you're in fucking Malaysia, like having the audacity to give me like every time you stopped at a petrol station, you give me 20 minutes. Meanwhile, I'm like in the spare room in the dark on my fourth beer, like editing, fucking into like 2 a.m. Like I've, it seems as though um, you 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 have pulled your head in a little bit with your sound quality, but. The other one was, I can remember sitting in a Hong Kong toilet, like the tiny little Hong Kong toilet at a pub once, wow. recording it while Wendell Sailor was out getting mad, <laughs> Beaver Menzies, and all I wanted to do was just get out and get back into the with them. Did, did it ever occur to you to get them involved in the podcast, or also Hollywood Harrigan? He was around there no, too. No, because I could have, but I'm not bringing them into the toilet with me. Oh, I could have actually dealt with right into it, but I mean, the the, the sound audio would have been shit in that sort of pub. So well, you but would have the other one was we to, did. You would have probably had to lure Dal into the toilet <laughs> under false pretenses. Um, but then he doesn't want to get done like Brian Fletcher in that Uber. Um, the other one we did was when I was up in Sydney. Uh, I was up there for work, and uh, we did that recording in your meeting room, and it sounded like we were recording in a fucking church. Well, that actually was the very first, our office at work was the first ever FM broadcast in New South Wales in 1974. Really? And that room that we did it in is actually was a recording studio. Is that right? Mate, no that's bullshit. A, we have, so we have recorded with some, like, um, Australian... Uh, what would you call it, the the radio industry or broadcasting industry? Yeah, you've, you've had your Molly Meldrums in there, your Greg Hartleys, your, um, who's that fat cunt I hate? Rocker Roach. No, another, the other fat cunt I hate. Daryl, Daryl. Braithwaite. No, he, he sings horses, how can you hate him? Um, oh, he's a dick. Oh, no, no I have, have, I'll tell you this, Jan. I think Hang you on, just get this first, get this. Who's the big radio guy, um, 2GB? Oh, no, him and Alan Jones. Oh, Ray Hadley. Ray Hadley. Fuck. No, but what we were on before about... Um, oh, yeah, you, you like Daryl Braithwaite because he sings horses, but apparently 
when you um, uh, hire him yep. for like a birthday, <laughs> he charges you um, like <laughs> 900 for the night to do everything but horses and then it's like 10 grand for everything plus, um, plus no, horses. But no, so I, I heard I've, it was more like 10, no horses. Or no, you're 15, no horses, 25 horses. So the pulling yeah, power well, of the song is, is substantial. But then my theory was for ten grand, I would just uh, hire like a uh, an HCH, which is uh, which is stands for high class hooker. But it wouldn't need to be really high class because I reckon for like a grand you could get sort of a not quite high class hooker and just go up to him as he's playing and go, um, if you can play horses, I will take you back. Like she's yeah, playing nice. like. Nice. And you get it for cheaper, right? That's old school the, Russian espionage, isn't it? Really. I mean, Daryl, unless Daryl's gay, I think you're, you're, it's shooing. Well, you're going to have to find out his preferences beforehand, and I think there's plenty of ways around that, um, male and female men, ladies of the night. I'm, I'm sure there's much to choose from. So, big, big week. Big week, Lee. I'm really enjoying Thursday night football now. I've kind of, it's in my routine now, I'm... I'm really looking forward to it sort of midweek. This seems like there's such a short break between league. There's not much, there's not many days where you don't, you know, you've got your team list Tuesdays. You've obviously got your depression Monday if you're a Warriors fan. Um, you've got, you know, your Wednesday previews on most of the sites. You've got your Thursday games, Friday games. So there's plenty of like momentum league, uh, into it. The fan, the fan's always something to look forward to on a Tuesday night too. Yeah, exactly. Um, but there's plenty, plenty going on. I wanted to touch base on the Thursday game first, which it's just gutting for Dragons fans to see Gaz Woodup go off again. His shoulder looks like it's going to be one of those ones that never recovers now, um, or he's going to have to have significant time off to get that right. Um, I used to go to uni with a bloke who's, um, he called himself the draw card because he puts bums on seats. He's quite a good um, contact sport player. But his, um, his shoulder would pop out just on the piss, you know, he'd just be sitting there to pop out. He literally he'd, he'd put it in and out every time he's playing any kind of contact sport. Um, I mean, I'm just thinking maybe this is what's going to happen to, to Widdip, but he was looking fantastic. They apparently, they were always going to put Norman to the back and push Widdip back up to six. And um, apparently the Broncos got wind of Mary doing that, so that they just put Woodup just in terms of the starting the program. But as soon as you had Norman at fullback and you had Gareth um, as the first, I'm calling him Gareth now by his first name, as the first playmaker, you know, on the left hand side, and Woodup was playing, uh, sorry, Norman was playing too wide, they looked sensational. Ben Hunt was brilliant, and I tell you what, speaking of underrated players, which I'm not, which we're not, but. Cameron McInnes, he is fucking good. Do you rate him? Yeah, he's all right. Yeah, he's... Uh, the Dragons are really, really good. They just, they just don't have their full team together. They will challenge. They've got a few hit cases, yeah, but they will Yeah, but I mean, Ben Hunt's overrated, right? Um, but he, he's one of those guys that plays well around um, 1 to 20. No, I think what um, Ben Hunt has officially... You're having a beer, he, aren't you? Ben, nah, actually, yeah. Uh, Earl Grey. Oh, it's going to be a shocking show. <laughs> ben Hunt has gone, um, he's gone what I like to call the Anasta zone. And it's when you are so, so overrated so much that you become, <laughs> you become underrated. underrated. And I felt like yeah. Braith near the end of his career for the Roosters is playing real good footy, but there was just such a deep-rooted hatred for him. And he used to make those New South Wales teams when he didn't really do much. But he's just a big, tall, strapping Greek lad. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think that Hunt's at that, and is in the Anesta zone now. And Hunt looked sensational on Thursday night. What do you think of the Dragons? What do you think of that game in general? Uh, it was a great game of football. After, to be honest, the first two rounds being marred by shit uh, weather. Um, I enjoyed that. It was good running football. Um, you had a few stories in there about, you know, could TP to be the Pungai Jr. back up after last week's performance, which I think it showed he couldn't, and it's still got a long way to go before the Jason Taumalolo echelon of player. Um, Jermaine Izarko had a shocker. I've never seen him play so poorly, Terrible. which was disappointing. Um, and then Cody, 
I know Cody and Milf get a get a really bad rap. I know, especially from Aussies that want like just a really good structured five eights and that. But the last fifteen minutes, they played really well, yeah. and that's when they sort of come into their own and are really dangerous with like um, uh, defenses that are tired. So, I mean, I still think the Broncos. Although congratulations to the Dragons for winning. I mean, they got the win and uh, staved off zero and three, but. At the end of the day, I still think Broncos, although they're one and two now, they're still showing a, enough. It's round three, like right. It would have been nice to win it, but it's not the end of the world. And I think Seabold knows that. I still think the Broncos showed that even when Milford and Nakrima weren't uh, sort of combining well with the rest of the team from uh, minute zero to sixty-five, they can still get the job done. And if they do start hitting their straps, like Cody did at the end of last year, we especially with the Kiwis, that mm-hmm. they are going to be there or thereabouts. Storm, Rabbits, Roosters, Broncos was our top four preseason. Has anything changed for you? Not for me. No, no, no. And I mean, Storm. I mean, again, I'm, I'm not the guy that writes them off. But, but I haven't the last two years. You've got to admit, I've, I've been uh, late. Last to, year, I've been late to come. None of us thought they'd become minor premiers, and I think like they'd be really hot favourite. Like they're just, <laughs> just unreal. Like I actually, and although I didn't say it because I knew I couldn't say it, my mind was saying, my mind was saying, oh, the storm will come, you know, fourth to sixth or something. Yeah. But I didn't want to say that because I knew that would just come back to haunt just, me. Just, and as long as Bellamy and Smith are there, just don't. Like, and I think we've finally, we've had that beaten into our head that, well, I have. I haven't done it the last two seasons counting this one. Cameron Munster, Daily M., well, def- yeah, definitely could be, depending on how the scoring goes. Or he could probably get himself in trouble, though, right? And you get right, ridden off for um, discipline. So Origin you probably have to think if you're putting Origin much- doesn't hurt Dalian players as much as you probably would think, yeah. does it? Because the way they do the draws, brand. the standalone games. Yeah, I think it helps your brand, too. Brand, okay, yeah. I'm going to throw... I'm gonna throw no, but the one thing I want to talk about the Storm before we move on to on from them is that... they were brilliant. Yeah, let's give them the juice. But like you say, while Bellamy and, and Smith are there, but I mean, I'd even say, look at... They're just such a well-run club in that look at them as... In terms of like a business, their succession plan, like... Yeah, they must great. have been planning Jar Hughes and drink... Like they obviously had Jar Hughes and drink water as sort of like the... They knew Slater wasn't going to be around. They worked with Slater about when he wanted to retire, yada, yada. They had two sort of potentials to take over that mantle. That, and they've done that so, uh, incredibly with Jerome Hughes. They haven't actually missed a beat. And that is just a sign of, like in business, a phenomenal sports club. Mm. They just tore the Panthers apart. Maybe... And I love that about sports teams in any um, sport. Um when they just punish mistakes. Do you know what I mean? Those teams that are just they're so ruthless. ruthless. Ruthless motherfuckers. They just, yeah. they, they, the real Bill Bel- Belichick of um, rugby league where he just loves running up a score. I love watching Ballyache, like when he's up by 24 points. And, you know, it's not a major spray by his standards, but he'll get fucked off if he bombs a try, even when he's up by quite a significant margin. Yeah, and I'll, but before we move on from the months thing too, um, I had I don't, know, I don't know if you saw it, but I think he got interviewed on one of those Hindy and Fletch things during the week. Um, they yeah. took him axe throwing. Yeah, and yeah, all the feedback from most people is what like they were just saying, "Oh, what a legend! What a good good cunt!" Or, you know, so he he does he is one of those he is just a sort of knockabout bloke. He obviously and he was the interview and you know we don't want to like bring this in, into the show too much using other media sources, but. Hindy and um, Fletcher quite good. They got quite a bit out of him. Like they, they basically asked him straight up, "What happened with you and Ben Hunt?" And did, did you see it? Yeah, and he was so honest about. It. He goes, "Oh, we're up in Darwin on the piss, and yeah. basically we were dancing on the dance floor, and I just came and like hugged him and kissed him on his uh, neck um, when he like he was turned away from me, mm. and Ben Hunt sort of got fired up. Like I don't know, you know." You know when you get probably a loose drunk like that, like Munson was already having and sort of fired up a bit because he's short to his knee hunt. So he'd probably if he got a bit of saliva on the back of his neck, he'd probably fire up. So it was he was pretty honest about it. I think they're all over it now. But you know they had that fallout at the World Cup. Yeah, 
Yeah, well, that's good. Good that he's straight up, and it's good that he was take- also he was also honest, like because they when he resigned, he resigned last year, right? Um, they basically Fletcher Hunt asked him, "Well, who was your who were the other clubs that showed real interest?" And um, he was like, "Oh, don't you know? Just give us the um, the noise their logo makes or their uh, mascot makes." Yeah, and he basically. Roosters and Cowboys. Like, for fuck's sake. Seriously, the Roosters, how the fuck could they even, like, consider affording Munster? It's just embarrassing. So, the Roosters the Cowboys apparently are getting Tavita Pungai Jr. I think that's, like, pretty strong mail. Um, there's a couple of good sources on Twitter. I will give them a shout-out. Reading the Play, if you don't follow Reading the Play, he's very good. Um, and he quite often... He, he's a good tipster, but he's also good at... He, he's got his ear to the ground, and he said that Pangai Jr.'s been a done deal for a while. And just cue the outcry on Rugby League Twitter, which is a pretty um, pretty up-and-down sort of place. But, I mean, people crying out for, like, what's going on with the seller cap. And, and I'll say to any Roosters fan out there, and if you want to send it into the show, I'd encourage you, if you don't think you're over the cap, have a crack. Have a crack at writing down every player on your books and see if you can fit them in with their salaries into the cap and see where you get to. I've seen some outrageous attempts. Um, you know, people coming in with like on 200 and 300K. Footballers aren't on that. Decent international footballers aren't on that anymore. Um, so there's, they are doing something. I just, I just don't understand what, how they can get under the cap. Something's going on. Oh, look, no, no doubt, but... In a way, I sort of, I sort of respect the Roosters club in that they are getting away with it. Like at the end of the day, it's a whole, it's a competition, right? So it's almost getting around the salary cap is part of it. To become good, you can get around the salary cap, and whether they're paying off, oh, I don't know, Greenberg and some, or there'd be that's just smart business, I guess, but. You know, we had on a couple of, last couple of seasons ago. I think we did that show about how do you get around the salary cap. Mm-hmm. Um, and my idea was sort of paying off, like breeding up coaches to take other clubs and just like Des Hazler and destroy other clubs. Mm-hmm. But maybe they've done it like oh, I don't know. They get Angus Crichton to date Greenberg's daughter or something. Fuck knows. You know, just really espionage based. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, it's something just not right about that. The Roosters and they're crying out like. Oh no, look at all the people that have walked in the last 18 months, like Pierce, Jennings, SKD, Guerra, Connor Watson, etc., etc. But how the fuck did you have them on the books in the first place? <laughs> like, that's not, like, two wrongs don't make a right. It's ridiculous. The Roosters are just, I mean, I guess when you're just, when you're on and, you, and you're just bullying the league, you, you just get to that certain level of arrogance where you just don't give a fuck. And good on them. They're winning, they're winning. Um, I mean, and I mean, you and I, I think we're a bit, a bit sort of, uh, yeah open-minded about it like guys like all the guys that win day in day and i do but like good on them for being able to beat it like yeah. i mean that, i mean all these yeah anyway let's move on let's move on um so what sort of donned this week to me has just been how important halves are and having you know some of the big swinging dicks of of the of the halves of the league Really is, you know, you're two thirds of the way there when you've got a, one of the great halves or of the league, not great, but you know, one of the better halves in the league, bossing your team around. And you know, we mentioned Ben Hunt. Um, He's not the great of the league. No, but you know, a, t- a top tier half, Ben Hunt and Widdop. You know, those guys are pretty well established, right? And then Munster, what Munster was doing controlling that game, and you know, Brody Croft can sort of just take a little bit of backseat, but Brody Croft's actually all right. <clears throat> But I compare, like, what the Sharks had, right? The Sharks in terms of ball players. And Chad Townsend is quite a decent playmaker. He's actually a pretty decent... You've got Chad Townsend, Sean Johnson, and Matt Moylan. Compare that to the what the Warriors have, right? And Blake Green, who's probably proven himself after that week one that he is the number two that we always thought he was. Adam Kieran, who I don't think he'll be around in eight weeks' time. And Roger Tuovasashek, who is brilliant, but he's not a playmaker. He's a runner. And, you know, the rest of the rosters are relatively, you know, and the talent-wise, relatively even, but Johnson and Moylan and even Townsend were just in complete control last night. And the Cowboys, they have Morgan and nothing much else. They've got Tamari mm. Martin at the fullback and Jake Clifford, who's pretty young. 
But even Morgan, if he's trying to do it on his own, he's got an amazing forward pack, right? An amazing forward pack. They got blown off the park. Johnson, for me, played an absolutely brilliant game. And he's another... Is he an outsider for Dalian? Well, yeah, potentially. I don't know if he's got much points. Um, I, I mean, to be honest, I haven't... I didn't... I was baby duties or kids duties in that uh, last night so they only saw like parts of uh, Fuck uh, the Cowboys, Sharks look good Cronulla, uh, Cronulla. They look yeah incredible. were you saying they could be premiers yeah I actually so that top four and you said Josh before, Morris was a great boy I think Morris looked fantastic change of scenery looked fit looked healthy um, these edge, these edge back rowers that they've got right I'm just trying to work out who it was obviously they've got Wade Cora Breton Nakora this guy Nakora and I really like um, Capewell and Sorensen just Fucking hard running guys that just hit holes, and um, and those young Brailies have big reps on them. Yeah, like okay, you, you, we had that top four that we named f- before. I think it's a five, and I think the Sharks are in that five. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd and, agree and they with are the, that. they are yep. the teams. That's, that's the haves and have nots. Yep, that's the haves. Yep. Can anyone else win it? Oh, maybe Cowboys on the back of a Tamalolo. Just... He's out for eight weeks. No, but I mean, you would rather have out these eight weeks in the back end, wouldn't you? Panthers can't win it. No. Um, I, and then... Dragons? Yeah. No. Not yeah, we're, we're round three, so we're making some outrageous calls, but, I mean... I, tell I you guess what, Cronulla is, you know, sharks. I made this all round two or three. I mean, it just... This year, nothing has really changed since last... I mean, the Eels are scoring a few more points. Oh, a couple, couple, of, little, couple of small help. little things have changed, I think you'll find. But not as much as sometimes you have like three um, rabbits. Like there's no, oh, there's, I don't think there's going to be a rabbit. Tigers are potential oh, rabbits. They'll lose to Savo against the dogs. Dogs are specials for mine. Fuck, we're going to get harassed on Monday when everyone hears this. Yeah, I know. Oh, you even watched the dogs-tigers um, game. Will you try fucking recording a podcast on a mon- Monday night after a long day at work? It's hard work. Sunday's a beautiful time to do it. And so what? We miss a show or two. We miss a game or two. Um, much better, much, much more peak performance from us, I reckon, on a Sunday afternoon. Um, Sharks, for me, 15 bucks to win it right now. They looked incredible last night. Yeah, Hope, mate, but it's one game. And I they know, looked, but there was up in Townsville. Johnson they just play rolling. Two? Who'd they play? Oh, Titans. So. Yeah, look. Just, I'm just saying yeah. they look good. Yeah, and, and, and I'm think, also saying, I'm also saying they could win it. So I'm saying some pretty outrageous calls. So say um, Shark Park is probably the toughest place to go to these days. No, mm, oh, Melbourne, Amy, Melbourne, Yatara, Nico, Lower Right, League Memorial yeah. Stadium, Brookie, <laughs> Brookie because of the turf. Yeah, injury based, ankle based, eels. Don't, you don't fucking fool me. People, people got excited about the eels because they beat um, a Panthers side that had just basically spent the whole off-season spit-roasting and trying to get yeah. out of like a tale of um, sexual accusations, sexual accusations and pretty hard-hitting accusations. And I think you'll watch watch the Panthers free-fall this season on the back of that. So they bet them. They bet the Dogs, who got 40 points put on the Warriors. And if you've seen the Warriors the last two weeks, you know how good they look. The Eels are shit. The Eels but, are no different than last year. They are a little bit different last year. Last year they were pretty shit. Um, I think they, yeah, I mean they've already got a couple more wins than they got this time last year. So, yeah. look, I think they're definitely not top eight though. No. And not, Ferguson no. needs you. We need to say that Ferguson oh. has really impressed us. Is he the player of the first three rounds, Blake Ferguson? Oh, I'd say so. Oh, he'd be up there definitely. Yeah, Tamalolo maybe. Yeah, but I just think now he's injured. I think Blake. Yeah. It makes me think though, Blake Ferguson, right? I'm going to jump on um, Wikipedia. Um, how old do you reckon he is? 28. He's 28. Good call. Um, it feels like he's been around. He's just turned 29 last week. Yeah. It feels wow. like he's been around forever. He made his debut back in 2009, 10 years ago. 42 games for the Sharks. Then he went to the Raiders. I can't, I can't remember those games. He was just like a fresh-blooded, he real was, young indigenous winger, right? He was very vocal, and I remember he had a couple of like um, ding-dongs oh, with um, Paul Gallen going that he wanted to Twitter. go to a winning team, and that's why he left and went to the Raiders. 
Played 60 games for the Raiders, and he was sensational for the Raiders. Set out two years, basically. or Sorry, a season, 2014, and had 90 games for the Roosters. And I don't think he was amazing for the Roosters. I think he was pretty good. But he's back to his, his he very best now. He played phenomenal football at the Roosters, I thought. Yeah. yeah, he did. But, you know, if I have if, if, if Aladdin came along and granted me, like, a couple of rugby league wishes... If I could have Blake Ferguson go back to the Raiders, this Raiders team right now, and get him with Leilua, Rapana, Kotrich, you throw him out the back there with Croker as well. Fuck me, isn't that tantalising? But there's no space for him. Who are you going to put him in for? Like he's who the other? Chance, uh, you no, no, Croker. Clock, you put Kotrich at the back, and you put Blake on a wing, and Clockstead goes. Yeah, good idea. Yep, good point. Um, Sam Williams. Death taxes and Sam Williams plays three or four fucking good games a year. <laughs> he didn't play well the other night, did he? Yes, he did. Oh, did he? His short kicking game. Either. He does a mean second man play. He, he, every year he goes, Sam Williams, is he all right? Is he, is he all right? <laughs> you, and Ricky falls into it as well. Like, he just, oh. Remember when the I Dragons bought him? Exactly no, I remember when the Dragons bought him on the back of like a really good three or four games on the back of on the back of the season. And I remember talking to Mickey Darling, I big Dragons fan. I preferred Josh McCrone, to be honest. Did you? No. I thought he was all right. I hate, he was a hunchback. <laughs> but I thought he was better than Williams. Like 2010, I think, I rated him. I think, I think Josh McCrone still gets invited to the um, Raiders Legends dinner. What, you reckon he's a legend? I think he's a Raiders legend. <laughs> no, well, yeah. I, I didn't mind them to be honest <laughs> they had some un, un, unlucky um, un, since Campisi they've just really struggled with halves eh? Campo Aiden Caesar Sam Williams um, they even had oh, what's his name um, Goodwin one what? of the Goodwins Bronx <laughs> Bronx Goodwin <laughs> Todd Carney Oh, and geez, now Jack Whiten's in there playing in the half. You know our thoughts on Jack Whiten. Um, what's he? Have you seen? What do you, th- you think of him in the sixth jersey? I think he's been actually not too bad. Uh, oh, I don't know. I haven't watched many raids. I didn't watch the pub game this week. Mm. I actually went home to stop. Got a taxi driver to stop outside the Robin Hood. Darted inside and watched the first half of the pub game. Is that right? Yeah, had a great yarn to him, um, and we were talking about. Um, Manly, and he was he was a long. He was actually originally from South Africa, and yeah. long North Sydney Bears fan, and yeah, he just yeah, hated yeah. Manly ever since. And we're talking about Silver Tails Firebros. I think we might have had this discussion before. And he said the Firebros was a bit of a, um, it was a bit ironic because he lived around Brookvale Oval, and yeah. and he lived in a little Fibro house. And he said that they were all Fibro houses around Brookvale Oval, and there's only a few left now. But why are they called the Silver Tails again? I think they had money from Ken Arthurson was involved, so he filtered money from the area. Or they just bought all the players. But what is the word Silvertail? Like, where's the saying come from? Isn't Silvertail like a tinny? No, Silvertail was just, you're born with a Silvertail. Well, uh, the, the Oxford Dictionary says a person who is socially prominent or who displays social aspirations. But I'd like to know where the origin is from. Always type in civil tail origin. I mean, at the end of the day, Manly as a Manly Warringah as a region doesn't strike me as um, silver tail. No. Um, hang on, here we go. The origin yeah, late nineteenth century. Yeah, probably originally with reference to the wearing of dress uniforms. Yeah, the tails. I guess tuxedo tails, and they probably were silver. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I actually thought last night. Um, you know the term riff raff. Yeah. That actually comes from Penrith. No, it doesn't. It does. Riffraff has come from people that um, uh, used to work in the Penrith area and on the old uh, market gardens. Mm. And then people they would come closer into the city through the uh, like the Parramatta area and always um, uh, come to the pubs for the raffles. And you are fucking... They you're just, you're just nah, no shit. Up, and then they started calling... The Riff Raff, because really? they used to the Penrith people that came in for raffles and the sort of Parramatta and start fights and stuff. Nice, mm. good, good. Well, you um, want people good, starting fights? Yeah, 
Um, I guess on Silvertails, they've got those games in them, don't they, Manly? I mean, the Warriors were fucking atrocious. And it's mainly the defense. De- manly, right? Is, Fuck. At the end of the day, they have Tom Turbovich, Jake Turbovich, Eddie Trevis, and Martin Tapao, like four of the top 15 players in our game. Know, we, we've said this, we say this week in, week out, but then you've got to throw in, look, Manly. Okay, is there a scenario this season where Manly are in the top six? They, of, of the have-nots... They, they have the most... Chance to get into sixth or seventh. No, no, they won't finish sixth or seventh, will they? But they have... What's the, how, how do you say this? They can make the eight. Absolutely. So those last three um, positions outside the top five are basically anyone's, aren't they? Yeah. Now, Manly, right. They finished 15th last year. Okay. Yep. In 2017, they just snuck into the eight. 2016, 12th. And 2015th, 9th. 9th. 2014. It was a dynasty. Minor Premier. Yeah. Then, 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 so, then you go back so 10 years. It was they've, the they've made the eight once since 2015. Yep. I think, I think, man. And I was gutted when they came ninth, actually, because I knew that was the actual end of the dynasty. So, Manly, okay, they've got the shit players. They've got your, your Brad Parkers of the world. That's how bad the Warriors were. That, that one of the second-to-last try down that left-hand side, Brad Parker brushed off two defenders, offloaded and scored. We're talking about the worst player in the NRL here, Jack. Look, um, I'm not de- look, mate, they... I'm actually, look, that was one of the most depressing performances we've ever seen. But we've been through this before. We've seen these happen before. Yeah. And 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 to be honest, they could come out next week and put 40 on the Titans. I really hope the Titans win today because I don't like playing okay. 0 14. Because these days in the NRL, you just, like streaks, it's such an even competition. And if you like to punt, like I do from time to time, I like to punt against streaking teams, and I yep. don't think that teams have you know more than four or five in a row. Fuck all of them anyway. You have to be yeah, you have to be a, a very decent team to do that in this competition. I mean, uh, I mean the one thing about the Warriors game before we move on to it, as a Warriors fan is that a couple of things hit home yesterday. One was the big fears about no mm. Johnson really, mm. I think, came through on. Especially early in the second half, where we just kept attacking and oh, didn't. How many sets? Seven. Scoring. And didn't throw oh. one thing at them. Yeah, exactly. We, we did. We, we did one nice set move and then got called back for forward pass. Like we should be doing. But the, compared to like the storm, we're fucking disgusting. The thing though that like Blake Green, he's such a fucking good number two. Three times he turned shit sets of six into repeat sets by just a brilliant short kicking game. So he is fucking good at what he does. We just miss Sean Johnson. Yeah, yeah, and then the other one is obviously just the attitude, like defense. It's it's the famous if your team. Oh. Oh, this is a real rugby league thing. If you've actually got a very good team, and you go up and against a game which should be a bit of a grind, but you score first and you score quite easily. Mm-hmm. And I know I hate Australian kangaroos, but sometimes I like it when they score in the first two minutes against the Kiwis mm. because. It's it actually is a subconscious. You're like, oh fuck, this will be easy, and like we scored early on of a. It was a pretty easy try. I don't think Manly's head were there yet. It was a pretty and, um, spectacular try, though, wasn't it? Yeah, because Manly just weren't fronting up. But then some of the shit we're doing, like the try. Um, I can't remember who ran through. Maybe Thompson or whatever. Um, it was Thompson when he forced just before the dead ball line. Fusitua yep. and Carter just didn't want to fucking be there. How bad does Fusitua look this season? No, he looks all right, but he no, just... No, mate. Just he, he's, yeah. he's been... I mean, last year he got no, Dalian Ring of the Year. disagree. First two rounds he'd actually looked okay. First... Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, okay, let's give him a couple more rounds. Just, there's, there's some two, there's some two just things. don't want to be there. Yeah, look, I mean, last week was pretty fucking bad too, so there's two things at the moment for me. It's... 
we've got really good go forward, and we're going forward. And I think when 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 um when Luke or Roach works it out, I think we find the hooker department. I think Lock and Burr is probably not quite a first grader, but I'm not sure who else we've got there, right? Um, we've got an amazing back three on paper. Rogers playing ex- exceptionally well. Malmalo and I don't think Fussy Two is at his best. Brilliance, but we just don't have another playmaker. This guy Kieran's not quite there, and I think our centres are just so hot and cold. And Hiku missed a few tackles yesterday. Carter oh, um, looks actually pretty decent, but again, he's got an error in him. Oh. I'd love to see Tane Milne get a go. Or Patrick Herbert, he was really good in the trials. Mm. Um, but I mean, defence is an attitude thing. I, I just think that can be fixed. Defence. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You no, turn it sounds like and, and a defensive really coach. Good. We're just missing a playmaker, and I don't know if Adam Kieran's the guy. But then, I know. Then, then we start talking about: Do we bring in a Chanel or Hayes earlier than? You can't bring him in now, can you? You've, you've, if you've picked Kieran, you need to pick and stick for a bit longer. You got to, yeah. You got to go eight rounds, I reckon. Yeah, just, eight. You just yeah. got to go. You got to do it. Um, but I mean, Kieran has to get involved more. Like fuck. He's just a catch and pass guy. But look, there's three rounds. Let's not go. He's not looking great. He did have a good first week. So um, we threw out a few questions to Twitter, saying that we are um, we are recording live at the moment. And uh, baking breaking Brad wants to know what about the New South Wales election result and the SFS upgrade. Also, with Bank West Stadium opening soon, what's your thoughts on? Um, the SFS upgrade. That's happening at the moment. Um, it's happening at the moment. So the, the Libs and Gladys got back in, which I thought was actually a surprise. Not that I'm fully over um, New South Wales uh, elections because they're generally shooting themselves in the foot in other parts of uh, mm. Australia. So that means that that stadium carries on. I mean, look, I, I think as a getting on my sort of social bandwagon, I actually think stadiums are underrated and what they do for the um, uh, for society. Because, okay, I understand people hate sport, right? And they just don't rate it and all that sort of carry on. But indirectly, even if you hate sport, if you're a business owner, I don't know, you own a fucking coffee shop or a tie place down the road from a stadium, mm. a, a good stadium, a good atmosphere will bring people in, so will get city. people spending money around the stadium, like, I compare. What do I compare? I compare um, Mel, uh, Lower, Tower and Lower Right League Memorial Stadium versus like if you go to some shitty ground in New Zealand, hmm. you basically you want to spend money because I, you know, you have the you have Swan Street Richmond around there. You can have a few beers. You spend more money when it's a good vibe. Like yeah. you, it just. I, I honestly think it does happen. That, that's very hard to. Um, I guess quantitatively assessed. I mean, the same can be said stadium. about multiple cities in the world. Melbourne's a great example. Even Wellington, before they built that stadium yeah. in Wellington, there was a completely different vibe there. LA, have you been to Los Angeles lately where that whole LA Live down by the Staples Centre is like, that's I've really changed downtown. Um, I would just love to see that they do this right, the Sydney Football Stadium. It's just such... But I think in order to do it right, you can't have two competing against each other so much. And now you're going to have the Power Stadium. What, what about... But hang on, they're not. Uh, You've got to get rid of Sydney's big don't enough you? to have those stadiums, and I mean it is. But don't put games there. Like, just feed the games into the stadium that should most. You know, don't put like half some games at some, some games at other. Get the fucking Rabbitohs and the Roosters both playing at SFS. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think if you want to have, I'm speaking league speaking here. You know, rugby union can play out in Homebush, and that's fine by me. Yeah, but yeah, I think Homebush uh, is an interesting one that. You, obviously, Sydney would need an 80,000-plus stadium, but they need it very rarely. So, literally, can you use it for, like... It just becomes a what elephant though, doesn't it? If you can only use yeah. it um, four Grand times final. a year or something. Grand final, what else do you use it for? Fucking send the VFLers out there if, if they get such big crowds they go on about. They've they played there a couple of times. A few years yeah, ago when okay. the SCG was under um, reconstruction. So, I still think there is room for... Like... There's a guy on one of my forums who's you're a bit not, of fucking, You're not going virtual stadium. I'm going to cut no, you No, no, I'm not going virtual stadiums. But he, you know, he's actually got a good point. Yeah. Um, that the Leichhardt and Brookvale are shit. They're shit. 
Mm-hmm. Like, you can't even go to the toilet. No, hang on, hang on. Leichhardt. Well, just find shit, but, because that's so fucking spiritual. They're great. And, but, like, but the, the, but the, but the, the standard of the facilities right, are average. It's just stuff. Well, it's just not... If, when it, when do, it, do, do you, you see the game with the rain? It was disgraceful. Well, I mean... Oh, I mean, this is a debate that just could go on and on, because it's kind of cut before the horses. Do you need to do the facilities up for people to come... Or, you know, they're going to spend all that money, then why don't they spend it on something else that's going to benefit more than just one suburban football club like the Tigers or Manly? But Manly have just got some money to upgrade it. Rugby League needs some sort of purest, um, you know, grassroots suburban grounds in my eyes because that's yeah, part, yeah. Of the, part of the, um, the no, charm no, of the I, game. I agree. I think Leichhardt has three games a year, no doubt. Campbelltown has... Shit, Fuck a tar being a merge club, isn't it? When you've got two grounds, like, yeah. just then, So commit. Tigers are playing some of their games at Ray Price Stadium Yeah, uh, when it opens. Yeah. So uh, that Ray Price Stadium is going to be brilliant. You watch. Yeah, we'll be good. We'll, we'll, we'll go out there for sure. Um, we'll go, the Nines are there this year. Really? It's National Nines. So the World Nines. So what's the story yeah. with the World Nines? What, what is it? Like every country place. And you're when? just over two days at Parramatta Stadium. When? Uh, like two weeks after the grand final. Banter. No banter. There'll be there'll be bugger all um, internationals though, won't they? Because they'll be prepping 16 for... 16 teams. Pardon? 16 teams, I think. Yeah, but like, won't they be like prepping for test matches and, and, and that? And the no, nines no, is... week four. Yeah, I know, but the nines is the kind of thing you get injured in. Short forms is when you've just... It's just got hammies waiting to be pulled off the bone. But there's less people to... Uh, you just I don't know. Fatigue factor. I reckon you're so much more fatigued in that short form game that injuries happen. This is coming from. This is just pure speculation on my behalf. Um, that'd be interesting, though. It'd be a good vibe. Well, yeah. Thanks for the question, uh, Breaking Bread. Yeah, good on you. Um, one thing. Sorry, I'm going to have to go back to the Warriors, but it says it all for me. Last year, the short dropouts. Have we done any short dropouts this year? Uh, us, no, but uh, who did them quite well last night? Oh, Storm. Yeah, and I think Johnson has been doing them for the Sharks, so it just broke my fucking heart. Yeah. Um, but it was an attacking play. It's an amazingly attacking play when you're defending your set. It's such a smart play. And the fact that the Warriors weren't doing that, again, it just like such a big part of the success last year was that play and kicking to the likes of Fussy Tool, Mamalo, etc. And it's just a real piece of armoury that's been removed, so... Disappointing to not see that happen, um, but we can move off. You wanted to touch base on a stat that you potentially could see bringing into the game and forty twenties conceded. Yeah, yeah. So we did. We talked about a bit of this, a uh, bit of this uh, last season. But one of the stats you could bring in, and I thought last night one might be quite good, and that's against wingers, how many forty twenties they concede. So obviously, it'd be good to know. Like I don't know, Cottridge conceded six forty twenties last year and mm. that would say that the because the winger has to have sort of some game um uh nous, mm. or to, when are they going to go back on which tackle where the five eight is in on the on the field or the the guy receiving the ball um to, to where they stand and i think what you would find on that stat is that you'd work out some muppets uh, wingers that aren't thinking and they're just sort of the, maybe... There's a winger that is close to both of our hearts that was very slow to turn around. And I dare say, I'm thinking 20 conceded 40-20s for big Manu Vatavai. Oh, yeah. Yep. Gee whiz, didn't he used to fucking love giving away a 40-20? And just someone like Cherry Evans or Cronk spotting it early, you know, like an early game, four minutes in, Deep in their own half, little bit of a win behind them, kicking on the fourth, and then Manu's exposed. Two taps, boom, try. Yeah, but it's also up. it's also you keep looking, you go, oh Manu, it's it's the chess game, right? You go, oh Bellamy goes, oh Manu conceded two last uh, week. Mm, he'll be back, um, and then you've got like, and then you go go, go your cabs, you go, Manu will overcompensate this yeah. week. He'll go on yeah. the third. Run it, spread it yep. wide on the third. Let's get some yardage. Yeah, let's get Chambers to give some ball to. Um, what's the nickname of that? Um, Ado Car guy. I haven't heard many people say it. Josh Ado Car. Ferret. The ferret or something. Yeah, they they haven't been using that one. Kevin. They used it this year as much. They haven't called him the fox this year oh, much. Fuck. 
I mean, have they? <laughs> they have. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Do you think it's a conspiracy that Kevin Walters says it because Fox Sports is saying to him, every time you mention the Fox, it's good publicity for us as a channel? Versus Channel no. 9? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, I tell you, your, your um, Kalen Ponga conspiracy, there was mm. a moment in the um, pub game when I was watching where, uh, who scored it? It was, it was actually, I think, who was the other? Pierce actually set it up on the right. Mm. And they mentioned Ponga three times, like in a try. He wasn't, he was on the other side of the field. And I was like, fuck, Reharry's actually on top. They are basically, must be on um, commission on how much they can say Ponga. Those, it's okay. fucking, it was actually disgraceful. Okay. Okay. So, great segue. And this is direct quote from Braitha Nasta. Ponga wasn't involved in that try, but he's had an impact by not being involved, end quote. I think that was the try I'm talking about. <laughs> the Ponga thing, and, and I, feel, I feel bad because I think he's fucking real good. He's awesome. He's a great young talent. But he has been flogged to us by so much by Fox Sports because of the lack of the superstars out there. It's actually getting embarrassing when you compare what he's done right. Okay, so what he's done, let's just get his age here because I'm, I'm pretty keen to sort of go word for word how actually, um, or stat for stat, how he compares to some of the other guys in, in the league, right? He's 21, so he's still pretty young, but he's been he's played 32 games, right? Yeah. What he's done in his career and, and what he's getting compared to doing versus the likes of, I'm just going to name four people, Valentine Holmes, James Tedesco, Tom Trebojevic, and Roger Tuovasovic. He is light years away from what they've achieved and, and at that similar stage in their career. He is not even as good as them. He gets talked 10 times more than those, those players. And I'll throw Cameron Munster in there too. Like, this is just obscene that Pong is getting rammed down our throats. And it's causing a massive backlash when it shouldn't have. Because Pong seems like a top bloke. He's a very talented footballer. I like him. But just stop fucking giving us a diet of Ponga. And it's like you're a Nasters and... Your Innesses and your Fox Sports blokes, but like what Roger had achieved at that age, um, and I'd say Tavoyevich too. Like Tom Tavoyevich is still like what twenty three or something ridiculous. He's so young, and you think that he's been around for a long time. Tom Valentine Holmes, who was the best player in the competition last 10, 10 weeks of last year, you know he has again achieved a lot more than Ponga did, but never got the chat. But Cameron Ponga stop. is a. Um is a very good uh, speaker and all that, right? Yeah, but, I mean, that's one but thing, then, but it's just yeah, it's but the it, it, well, yeah, what I mean, what you've picked up, which is good, is you've basically picked up the, I guess the, they're just, they're, yeah, they're, they're, what's the word when they're manufacturing him as a star? Yeah. yeah. And it's, you're right, it's not fair on him. He wants no. to do his, his game, do the talking. And he's an easy person to do that to, but... Just, if I was Ponga, I'd be going, you know what, fuck, I'm getting money for this. I can't go on the Matty John show every week. I've got to actually just concentrate on playing footy. Nathan Brown is going to drop him to fullback pretty soon, isn't he? Yep. And I love, again, I feel sorry somewhat, tiny, tiny bit for Knights fans because, because Ponga's getting talked up so much. So are the Knights. But outside of Ponga, Clemmer, Mitchell Pearce, I'm going to throw, say, Jesse Ramian, who's a pretty strong up-and-coming player. Who the fuck else do they have on their roster that screams they're a top-eight team to you? Nah, Tim I mean, Gladsby? Got, there's doubts there. Tim Gladsby? It's all right. Like, Knights fans, sorry. Another year of um, not being in the eight for you. You just you just don't have enough talent. Agree. Agree. Um, we're getting near the end of the show. Actually, so one question that's come on Twitter again as well. Um, mm. If you were starting an NRL club from scratch, would you sign Tedesco or Tom Turbo as your fullback? For me, I would go to Borovic. He's probably I'd go three, to years, three years younger. younger and I think um, injury-free... And he can play centre. Yeah, but and wing. Injury-free, I still think that Borovic is a better player. I think Tedesco proved... He was a, he was an elite player at the end of last year. I still prefer the the long term upside and the higher peak of Tavoyevich. 
Yeah, agree. And I mean, he is playing phenomenally well at the moment to Disco, but I'd agree. And I'd love him on my team, but I'd, and he's Australia's fullback and he's keeping Turbo out of the fullback position for Australia. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think the age thing does the difference. And plus, yeah, and you've got that versatility. Um, and Tom just seems like a guy that doesn't upset Apple Car. He might be a guy when it comes to contract negotiations, he would probably take. 100k less to like be on a one club team. Tedesco doesn't probably you, you strike me. You will never see that. the Tabojevic's leaving Manly, will you? Uh, I'd hope not, but I couldn't say. You don't know. You hate to see them get split up. All right, quick gun to your head. Looking ahead to next week, right? Round four. Pub game Warriors Titans, followed by Panthers Tigers Battle of the Big Cats, the Western Cats. Not a bad little Friday Friday setup, but I tell you what I really like the look of is on Saturday, I like Eels Sharks going down to Shark Park. No, sorry, at, at, at the, uh, where are Eels? It'll be Homebush. That's not a bad game. Eel, yeah. Um, it's just so we've got the pub game. Ooh. Who's Thursday night football? Roosters, Broncos, Sydney Cricket Ground, Thursday oh, the fourth of April. April. Yeah, that'll be a good game of football though. TPJ against his new, his club. new club, and but I just hate having the Warriors having a pub game on a Friday. Just ruins your weekend when we lose. It certainly does, and be wary of the if the Titans are zero and three. Be wary, punters. Titans at the moment are paying two sixty five head to head. Hopefully today, and the two games to go today, let's pray that the Titans get up against the... Um, oh, I want to see the dog. If the Dogs and Titans win, that's no, yeah, I'm going to be no, a very happy man. No teams that... Um, so the two only teams yep. that are, um, don't have a win are the Titans and Bulldogs. That could both change this afternoon. Come on, doggies. Go I the doggies. I don't say that much because they're my most hated, yeah. but I, just want, I don't want a, 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 a comp of haves and have-nots. Yeah, we ripped in last year, uh, last week on the dogs, so let's let's see let's see fucking some reggae from Remus out the back. Quote. Um, maybe Kieran Foran can turn back the clock. I just hope he turns up with a decent haircut. Um, but anyway, we will chat same time, same time next week, mate. Gotta love your league. Love your league.